And you people, you're all astronauts on some kind of Star Trek. We are explorers. We're going to stumble, make mistakes, I'm sure more than a few before we find our footing. But we're going to learn from those mistakes. That's what being human is all about. It is possible to commit no mistakes and still lose. That is not a weakness, that is life. We're Starfleet officers. Weird is part of the job. Base, the final frontier. Make it so. Do it. Hit it. Let's fly. I'm Lindsay. I'm Aiden. And we're the Bix. And this episode is all about episode 9 of Star Trek Picard season 3. Vox. Vox. Voice. Yes. yes. Which we called last episode. Yeah, we did. We yeah. were like, ah, Vox, meaning voice. Yes. And just I, like Locutus. I think I made a comment about Locutus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I never remember what we say week to week, so. <laughs> but you're very good at that one, Lizzie. We, I think we made a lot of predictions that came true in this, yeah. in this episode. Um, in, in ways that maybe we didn't expect they would. Yeah, it was a little different than, um, yeah. But one of your big predictions came true. Yeah. We're the dealing with the, with the Borg yes. again. Yep. Uh, they were behind the red door, as as I'd kind of predicted. Mm-hmm. Um, I was helped by that spoiler. Someone had posted a spoiler saying it was the Borg Queen voice at one of the times we were in Jack's head in the, like episode four or something like yeah. that. So there were there were hints. Yeah. Um, they were spoiled, but even then, even without that, I was kind of leaning towards Borg the whole season, anyways, yeah. just because what makes Picard special? The Borg. Yep. That's all he is. And Chateau Picard. Yeah, which uh, didn't get a joke this episode, which I was yeah. very disappointed about. This episode didn't have many jokes. No. Um, a few. A few good ones. Well, it's a pretty dark episode when you yeah. really cut cut to the quick. Like, we didn't see a lot of that, but you've got to imagine the, the ripple effects of what happened. Pretty dark. That's that's pretty dark. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. anyway, let's get to our high level. Th- oh, no. Wait. No, no. First. First. First, Aiden must venture deep inside himself yes. to find the strength to summarize this episode in 30 seconds um yeah i i i don't know how this is gonna go again this is all preamble you know how it's gonna go listeners you know it's gonna be terrible um i there's no hilarity ensues there's no way you can do that this episode so you could and it could be ironic okay maybe I'll, maybe i'll try and work <laughs> that in we'll see how it goes uh yeah okay you tell me when you're ready i'm ready lens three two one. So Troy goes into Jack's mind palace and it's the Borg behind the thing. They separate him from the ship for some reason. He runs away and just joins the Borg. Uh, meanwhile, the the all the Frontier Day things are happening. They try and warn everybody, but uh, the Borg take over everybody on all the ships uh, somehow because of Jack. Uh, and then they kill Shelby, who was the admiral there. Uh, the Titan barely gets away. Oh no, the the good guys get away. Uh, make it to Star, Star Base where the Enterprise D is docked. They join and off they go. Uh, hilarity ensued, I guess. That was that was terrible. The hilarity ensued should have been when all the bad things were happening, where uh, the Borg took over everybody in Starfleet. Under the age of 25. I forgot that key detail. Yes. Uh, <clears throat> it was really kind of tying the whole thing together yeah. in that fabulous description I gave. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's... <laughs> I didn't really miss too much. I don't think actually. No, I think you got you, the, the, the you highlights got the are high, there. Yeah, high level stuff, yeah. which is what we're going to dive into anyway. Yeah, um, our high level thoughts, overall and, thoughts, and there's really just one, Lindsay. Let's be honest. That the last 
five minutes yeah. of that episode. Made everything else worth it. I didn't care about the rest. Yeah. It was just whatever. I did care about the rest, but in the moment, <laughs> I was like, I was too busy crying to care. Yes. So, oh my god, so many. There tears. were there were so many amazing things. Like first of all, okay, the title of the episode referring to Jack Crusher being the voice for the, for Borg, the Borg amongst humanity, like his father yeah. being the speaker for the Borg. Yeah. Totally cool. It works on that level. Yeah. On the other level, we had two very important voices return to us. Yeah. The first being Alice Krieg returning as the Borg Queen. Yeah. So she was our OG Borg Queen yep. from First Contact. First Contact. And then uh, something that I, I fucking lost it. Oh, my God. When I was like, was- when he goes, computer, set, whatever. And I'm like, it's going to be Major Barrett. And it was. was. Oh, my God. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, even just thinking about it now, I'm getting yeah, verklempt. Like, it was... <laughs> Yeah. That was so good. Yeah. I haven't bawled that much, okay, since the last time we watched like a Christmas <laughs> episode of The West Wing. But beyond that, yeah. TV doesn't often make me cry. Uh, no. This one, this one, tears. Yeah. Just straight up. It was yeah. just, it was amazing. It yeah. was everything uh, we'd kind of hoped for from this season. And yeah. it happened. And it was, it was lovely. And seeing that, just seeing them on the bridge and their little banter and just everybody's there. Yeah, it was, it was a pretty impressive thing. I think that was something that had been spoiled. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people were talking about it. I had seen that that was going to happen. And, and it, again, we had predicted it. I yeah. think I think my prediction from like episode six was like, they're going to be, I, I said it was be the end of episode eight when yeah. uh, they all showed up on the, yeah. the deck or the bridge of the Enterprise. But it was yeah. episode nine. Yeah. Um, and that happened. And it was, it was lovely. But even though it was spoiled, it still resonated really yeah. well. And I think it's it's just the strength of the story, I think, and and um, it's been so long since we've seen the Enterprise D. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I didn't... There are a lot of people who are upset about the way that it was destroyed in Generations, but... I never got that. No, like, I never really felt fine. that. I'm like, like, you know what? They destroy ships all the time in Star Trek. Yeah. It happens. Yeah. All the hero ships end up getting destroyed. Yeah. So I'm not mad about it, but it did feel really nice. And and mm-hmm. again, the contrast between the lighting <laughs> yes. was just so... There was something so... I mean, everybody talks about it. You watch TNG and it's like... It's bright. It's bright. It's like People you're in a, you're in a yeah. hotel conference room. <laughs> yes. Like, you know, the sound deadening of the carpeting yeah. and the, the paneling on the walls. Yeah. And like everybody had those like um, fluorescent so, lights yeah, in their kitchen yeah. Yeah. with like the plastic that got all yellow because of the stains from your kitchen. But it diffused the light like, into your kitchen perfectly yeah. in that sickly yellow cast. But on the at Bridge of the Enterprise, we allowed it. Yeah. It wasn't sickly yellow, I suppose. But no, still, it yeah. had that... It There's an aesthetic. There's a warmth there. Yeah. It's, it's very inviting. Like, it's, like going back to your childhood. Yeah. Going it, back to the... Yeah. Driving to the store in the Woody Wagon. But, it, but it's not just... You know? It's not just the nostalgia. It is the warmth of that place, particularly, because it is... It was it was made. It was it was the optimism. It was the heart of the next generation yeah. and that optimism and utopianism that that show was created to embody. Yeah. And it is just... It's a nice place. Mm-hmm. Like... Yes, bad things happened on the bridge sure. occasionally, but for the most part, it was a place where our heroes did yeah. their business and solved the problems, right? And, and I guess this is all preamble for me anyway to say, like, I don't mind the darkness of New Trek. I don't mind my science fiction mirroring the world that I'm currently <laughs> yes. inhabiting. Yes. Um, I don't necessarily want to see 
utopianism to remind me of what I don't have. <laughs> but there is something very striking about the idea of this ship in particular going to, as the only ship potentially, that's going to fight this battle against this super evil... They're just going to lose, but anyways. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> no, they're not going to lose. They can't lose. No, they're yeah, the good guys. <laughs> it's true. But I mean, there's there's something about that clash of of... We're seeing this bright utopian mm-hmm. interior. How can a u- interior be but it's utopian? True. But it is. Yeah. Um, like mushed up against this hugely dystopian Borgified Starfleet. Starfleet that we've got now. And it's yeah. like, holy shit. Like the, the stakes just felt so much more real because the Enterprise D is probably going to get very badly damaged. And this least, time yeah. it'll be in service of something much bigger than just fighting the Bator. yeah 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 no that's fair um well, we'll and we'll come back to this point in a little bit but uh to contrast that mm-hmm. so i in my notes i wrote it as the i didn't care about the first 36 minutes because those last nine or seven however many it was yeah. it was perfect um but then i also yeah i did actually care about those yeah, <laughs> first 36 minutes and i didn't like them very much um i had many many problems with how we arrived at that moment um but you, again you you're gonna get you've already earmarked a 10 minute spot yeah, on I this have, episode to rant yeah, so th- there is a ranting coming so yeah. uh we'll probably drop the time like moments in the description so you can just skim past it if you don't like it but um yeah it's it's gonna be a mess i didn't Uh, mind like the the same thing that you're gonna be upset about yeah in about 10 minutes is the (laughs) stuff that i was a little bit upset about but not to the same degree like i was willing to suspend disbelief and let it happen um and I think it's because there were there were so many other good moments sprinkled in, like character moments and yeah. lines of dialogue and things that that really made it. Um, so, yeah. Like I don't know, they, it's like they they were the glue that held together, like they bridged those gaps between the bad. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. The, so, the bits that struggled. Yeah, there was yeah. enough there to. Like but I, I, I just kept it. I I, I liked it. Yeah, I like it. well, yeah, and that's the thing, like. From the very start, basically, I was like, I knew exactly where this was headed mm-hmm. um, and how they got there was very predictable, too. But I mm-hmm. just, yeah, it, for me, it was it was a little too much to, to kind of suspend, suspend disbelief. But then once again, once you got to that moment, I you didn't care, care anymore. Yeah, it was just. And lovely. such is the power of fan service and nostalgia. Yeah. yeah. Which as you were, we were watching this or maybe it was right at the end. You yeah. were like, if we don't do an episode of this podcast at some point comparing the way that Star Trek Picard season three handles nostalgia and to the Peaks way that season Twin Peaks three. season three handled nostalgia. Yeah, we're going to have to do um, that because yeah. it's worth an in-depth because they are polar opposites. And, and it's, I, it's we really loved both of them. Well, I loved The Return. I'm not in love with season three. I'm no, in love but, with certain moments right, of season three. Right, but that's yeah. the point. Like, yeah. I think there is something there. So, yeah, if, okay. you, if you're into discussions about that, stay tuned. Yeah. I'm sure that this will be coming at some point. Yeah. A uh, final quick top-level comment, and Lindsay, uh, I'm looking forward to your input on this. Um, someone online, I think it was Reddit, said, I would have loved it if season three Picard was the only season of Picard that we got because it it basically cut to the quick of here's Picard reuniting the old crew mm-hmm. and getting everyone back together and in like a big, you know, bombastic kind of save the galaxy kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it was kind of the fact that it is the third season where he's already saved the galaxy twice. Yeah. It kind of doesn't waters it down. Yeah. Waters it down a little bit. And I, I, I kind of agree. I, I do. Obviously this is the strongest season of yeah. any of them. Um, but there were moments of season one that I, I still like, and I, I do kind of 
enjoy that the the universe that they touched on with like the Romulans and the XBs and stuff like that. Like that stuff was really cool. I just yeah, the, the, it didn't resolve itself very well in season one. Um, whereas here, I feel like it may not resolve itself perfectly, but it's doing a much better job. Um, so I, I kind of, I kind of like that sentiment of like, I wish this was the the Picard we gotten right off the beginning. And I kind of disagree. Yeah. And so I think we'll get to that. That's part of my rant. Okay. Um, that we'll talk about in a okay. little while. But um, sure. Because you have one, I get one, right? Of course. That's yeah. how it works. Yeah. That's this how is an marriage- equal partnership. <laughs> Marriages and podcasts. It's equal <laughs> partnerships, right? Hundred percent. So some positives that uh, we like, obviously that that big one, the the finale yep. sequence is amazing. Yeah, um, it was just so heartwarming. Uh, the cast, even you can see it on their faces, even Hello, though they're chair. Yeah, <laughs> stuff like that. You know, like yeah. rubbing the or looking at the the Enterprise, the plaque, the plaque yeah. and everything, and like everybody takes their stations, and it's just like, yeah, that's where they go. Like, yeah, Bev's in her place by security. You know, like I always mm-hmm. love the scenes where she and Worf were because they were the tall ones. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like they, they were they were good back in back yeah. there, right? Yeah. Um, and it was just yeah, it was really really nice to see that. Um, yeah, I I, I I there's no way to describe. Uh, that particular sensation. Everybody listening has felt it. Yeah, so it's... it's we know what that, what exactly. that means. You it was don't great. need to put it in words. Yeah. It's hard to do. Sure. Um, something a little more uh, complicated, no, contentious perhaps, um, the Borg being the bad guys again. Um, yeah. It was, again, it was very obviously predictable um it was kind of telegraphed a, a i don't ways. know you heard the red jack theory didn't that hold water which one's the red jack theory? no i did not That's know that joke. one. Oh, you were the one who told me about it what <laughs> i think it was a joke i'm <laughs> hoping it was a joke we're like from star trek the original series the guy who oh. pretended to be jack the ripper <laughs> so they were right. like there's a red door his name's jack so it's obviously, obviously red, red jack, jack. <laughs> Yeah, Come okay. on. Yeah, it, it wasn't been. obvious that it was going to be the Borg. It could have okay. been. Sure, sure. But it, but for this, for the series, for yes. Star Trek season eight, yes. uh, Next Generation season eight that we're getting, yeah. um, it makes sense that the Borg are the bad guys. They yeah. were always the big bad. Um, it's it's It was a little overused in Voyager, especially, and in the first two seasons of, of Picard. Um, but even if you just wipe that out, if you just look at it from first contact onwards for these characters... It has to be the board. Well, and I think the I I did I do enjoy the idea of it. I think a lot of people that I was reading criticism online of this episode, um, a lot of the people who were saying who were critical of it were saying, "Oh, the Borg again! Yeah. Like we've already beaten them how many times?" But because they did get neutered, yeah, like Voyager didn't help, and then um, season one and season two. As much as I and. I know I'm in the minority here. I did like what they did with the Borg at the end of season two and making like a good version of the Borg. I thought I didn't mind that. But all the same, you can't fight that exact same enemy anymore. So what they did to the Borg this time made them truly terrifying. Like I watching that and thinking about the ramifications of they've put genetic code into the transporters and everybody is infected and nobody had any idea about it. I'm like that, like is how widespread is that is that everybody in the entire federation like or is it just starfleet it doesn't matter like the ramifications are so huge i'm like this is best of both worlds like the stakes are that high and i really appreciated that i thought that was really that was really well done yeah no i agree i i think that was 
Yeah, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more because I have I have complicated thoughts about the whole transport transporter. Yep, you do. kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, Lindsay of course you do. Of course, um, but yeah, we'll, we'll we'll talk about that a little bit more. Uh, another positive for me, I love seeing Shelby. Really? Yeah, yeah. I thought why I. I like the cameos this season. I know everybody's they're, kind of they're like weird. Up and they're they're like they made some weird choices to bring back who they brought back. Like who else would they? Who else should they? I have don't know. Back? Everybody wanted to see Denise Crosby come back in some fashion, yeah. and they made her a hologram again. Yeah, like yeah, it's true. You know, Wesley Crusher doesn't even get mentioned. Well, mentioned once. Yeah, yeah, this episode. Uh, yeah, like, but yet you bring back Admiral Shelby. Like, okay, it makes sense because she was best of both worlds, and and her ambition is what eventually gets her killed. Because if she <laughs> hadn't become Fleet Admiral or Five Star Admiral or whatever yeah. she was, yeah. then she wouldn't have been killed. So, haha, jokes on you. <laughs> Should have gone the Riker way, I guess. Hung out with your friends all day. <laughs> yeah. But okay. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. No, I guess. I just, I of all the characters, I didn't expect It was her. a surprise. It was a surprise, yes. and I liked it That's a lot. That's true. That's all. Um, um, I, yeah. I did like the, I have been enjoying the scenes of the, our crew figuring things out, mm-hmm. um, especially Jordy. I think LeVar Burton has, like, just completely knocked it out of the park yeah entirely like of all the returning cast members maybe with the exception i don't know they've all done a really good job but yeah. but lavar burton for sure um and i i was reading somewhere or I, or I i don't know listening to something i don't remember but they were like it, it was such a good decision to get rid of the visor because yeah. he's done so much good eye acting <laughs> yeah and you never got to see that when he had the visor on yeah. but now that he's got the implants and you can see yeah. him act with his whole face yeah. like the scenes where he's realizing his daughters have been assimilated yeah and like data has to hold him back yeah. it's like holy shit this is crazy like he he just the emotion there that we've never really seen from jordy yeah, well, I mean, we did. He's he's had some emotional moments. Yeah, but, yeah, but yeah. when I think of emotional Jordy, I think of him having a little bit of a breakdown with uh, what's her name on Brahms. the yeah, Leia Brahms on the on the holodeck, <laughs> the holodeck like, yeah. you know, yeah. being creepy. That yeah. was that was the extent of like emotional Jordy. Yeah, I mean, he's he's always a very happy character for the most part. So yeah, that's true. But I mean, yeah, I remember. Obviously, it's an old story at this point. But uh, Levar Burton like saying like, "Oh man, yeah. you've taken away my biggest asset yeah. as an actor yeah. when when they took away his and eyes." And you can see that yeah. because now it's like, wow, okay, there's there's so much depth there, and yeah. um, it's it's changed his performance and like d- dramatically for the better. And Jordy was always one of my favorite characters. Yeah, same. in TNG. So yeah. um, to for him to like out do all of those expectations was really cool yeah uh, a positive for me that i think nobody else online agrees with is i enjoyed shaw dying <laughs> that sounded really? bad that yeah, sounded rough. yeah but i mean I, I i thought it was a good it was good for the show i thought uh yeah there's this character who we've grown attached to yeah it's kind of lame to up the stakes by just killing someone who's not one of the main cast um but you have grown to love it is a cheap way of doing that uh it's it's an old writer's trick and it it's not the best um and it was obviously also very obvious that's when he would finally call seven yeah. by her name like that 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 whole scene was kind of a little eye rolly but um at the same time i was like yeah yeah shaw's he's not of what's going to happen he's not of the yeah. original cast right so that and i was worried because when i started thinking when i when i was spoiled about the d coming back this episode mm-hmm. And I heard somebody mentioned, I didn't actually see this picture, but people were saying there was pictures of, of the crew on the bridge of the D. Yeah. And I thought, oh, 
what are Rafi and Seven and Shaw going to do? Yeah. Like, where do they go if you're... Ha- yeah. And so I was kind of glad they didn't because I didn't, I didn't think I needed Rafi's um, snark or Shaw's snark yeah. or, or anything my, polluting yeah. the Enterprise D. Like, I'm yeah. glad it was the core yeah. central group that was on the bridge. So yeah. even if the way that they managed... Like, they just ditched Rafi and Seven... In order to have that happy moment, I'm not too happy about the way that happened. Yeah, again, that's Um, which is why I didn't really like the way Shaw died for the reasons that you said. Like it's, it felt like a cheap move and like an easy way to get us to the point that we were all like the emotional orgasm we were all heading towards. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, fair. Um, But yeah, Yeah. I hope he's not dead for real. Like I was kind of sad. And remember, so we hated him. Yeah, of course. The very first episode, and then like, but we knew he was also gonna turn good guy eventually. Yeah, yeah and yeah. and that that journey was really great and i guess terry metallis has said online that um even though star trek legacy isn't currently in production there's like he's hoping it will be and that there's a way to bring shaw back that he thinks will make everybody happy yeah he says he is dead but maybe not as dead as you think or something yeah. like that was kind so of I'm the like they're gonna borgify him probably yeah well that's the thing i'm, I'm pretty sure like yeah, because I mean, even if, if you were a Borg and you shot someone, you could yeah. still assimilate them, right? Like yeah. they just because they're they're dead for a little bit, you can just nano problem yeah. back to life, and, yeah. and away you go. So I'm assuming that's what they're doing with everybody who's who, been yeah who's been yeah. killed is that yeah. they're actually just going to assimilate them. So yeah. once you deborgify everybody, which is obviously how the show will end, then those people are back to life, yeah. right? And I, yeah. it's an option. So I mean. Yeah, we'll, we'll see if that that's the way it goes, but that's that's what I would think. So you've got written in our notes that there's still a tiny bit of mystery to be revealed. Yeah, like well, what mystery is? I I, I think it's like um, I think there's a few pieces. Mainly, what is the what are the changelings getting out of this? Oh, okay. Um, which I also have as one of my negatives because it's not clear right now. But I think that that could be a mystery. Mm-hmm. I think there's also the mystery of um, what is the nebula that that Jack went to. Um, it's made of coffee. <laughs> And that's how Janeway's going to find it. <laughs> yes, She's yes. just her nose. <laughs> Coffee's that away. No, I think, I think the, yeah. um, the, another thing Terry Metallis says that that yeah, it's, it's not, not a nebula, a nebula or, yeah, something or something like that. Like that yeah. And I'm like, we, we said that way back when we first realized they were changelings. We're like, oh, that nebula that the, the shrike uh, and everything shrike was yeah, in, yeah, that yeah. looks like it could be like the changeling great link or something yeah, yeah, like that. Yeah, right. Yeah. So maybe. perhaps. Right. So, I mean, I think that that's, okay. that's a little yeah. bit of it there. Um, yeah. And, and yeah, I, I guess that's, that's the, the biggest piece of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, yeah, I, I'm still interested in how they're going to solve it too, mm-hmm. I guess. Like there's, this is one of my biggest negatives, but, uh, nobody has a plan for how to solve it. So I'm, I'm guess I'm interested in seeing how that goes. Um, Oh, they'll just like, you know, fail up. Yeah. Into like, the, into the solution. Yeah. Like that, they, that, that is how, yeah. Yeah. Characters tend to do it. These Especially days. in like the last few seasons. Nobody yeah. ever has a plan. They just make it, they wing it. Yeah. And it, and it works. works. And I'm like, that's not realistic, yeah. but it, it's also, uh, fictional science fiction show about science and fiction yeah yep so uh finally i have it in the positives and the negatives the whole transporter uh changing everyone's dna like that's a cool that's a cool gimmick right i like it and like i like that that's why they had to get picard's body and like they've taken that dna and Mm -hmm. and transplanted it through everywhere although that only happened what like a week ago 
that they stole the the portal gun and the yeah. So the maybe thing. it wasn't so like, everyone, but you got to imagine you're, you're probably using transporters quite a quite bit. Quite a bit, yeah. So and and a changeling could say like, oh, everybody go through the transporter to get a clean pattern or something. Like there's sure. there's lots of ways you could write write it off. It's, it's fine. So yeah, I I thought it was pretty nefarious, um, and it did tie all the other plot elements together yeah. pretty well. So I was I was fine with that. I thought it was it was cool. Leave any bigotry in your quarters. There's no room for it on the bridge. Having said that, you know, you were talking about the the transporter being a positive, but you also say it's a negative. And that's a, maybe a good segue into our negatives, yeah. which is where I'm going to hand you the soapbox. Thank you, Lindsay. And uh, allow you to rant. So this is the point. If you don't want to hear Aiden wax angry philosophical on things oh, there's no philosophy it's just plots wise yeah this is some of the worst writing <laughs> like this is season two picard level writing in, in my mind and it's all to do with jack so just throwing that out there it's it you've is, been really you i i feel like you're you you're like a spurned lover when it comes to jack you like want to like jack so much like i feel like young aiden would have been like jack crusher's the best but now so like there's a part of you who wants to love jack crusher and then a part of you who's like so disappointed by him that now you're gonna hate him instead i am i reading into this too much yeah probably too much but i I, because i don't know if there is a jack crusher character and that's my biggest problem Ah. but anyways so (laughs) just just do it i'm gonna sit here with my coffee okay okay so i there are the whole twelve minute sequence where Jack just goes off to the Borg in the end. The, okay, so there's three major <laughs> categories under which uh, I have problems with this. Um, the first is that uh, it doesn't make any sense from Troy and Picard's perspective. They fuck that thing up so hilariously badly, and it's purely for the plot of sending Jack to the Borg mm-hmm. um, that it hurts. So first of all, there's the very obvious point that you know locking him down and telling him oh you can't go anywhere and you have to do all these things that is not what a man like that in jack's situation needs so what the fuck were you doing that for counselor troy was never the best counselor in all star star oh i'm I'm not even no i know i know her saying i'm you're not alone and then leaving him alone yeah that's not even on this this is this is all after that no and then and then also for her saying like we have to follow protocols now and like clearly not recognizing the psychological psychological distress that this person is in yeah. and doing anything to fix it yeah. definitely contributes to the yeah. so i guess it's in character for her to have done it is it in character for the rest of the characters to have done it I, no, no because and here's the thing it's yeah. like yes so troy's like oh we, there's regulations to follow the, the regulations are there to protect everybody else driving jack who needs human attachment he's got this hedgehog syndrome that we've talked about in the past you know driving him away and yeah. saying you're different we can't trust you we're going to post security guards you're a bad person even though you haven't done anything wrong that's not what the regulations were intended to do the regulations were intended to protect everyone especially so since how, driving him away pushes him to murder how many countless is, starfleet yeah, officers exactly exactly yeah. yeah this is this is my major problem uh they wouldn't be following the fucking regulations anyway they, this whole fucking season has shown how corrupt <laughs> starfleet is and how stupid fucking regulations are every time they follow regulations it's just so inconsistent because they were telling shot at the start of the season you oh you're gonna follow regulations my son's in there i have to protect him blah blah blah, blah. and now you're not going to do that again here stupidest fucking reasoning ever i i really cannot handle it um i do have troy as the worst counselor of all time uh only when the plot requires her to be mm-hmm. as in situations like this she's great in voyager when she's helping barkley figure out his so psychosocial problems but <laughs> she can't talk to a guy who's obviously distressed like Anyways, uh, Picard and Crusher uh, can't 
share one fucking conversation with their son that that is the dumbest thing where that whole sequence where picard is like oh it's my fault i'll, I'll go talk to him no i'll go crush your offers and Picard's like no it's my problem why don't like, you both go why are you not he both, go? both be a parents. parent for yeah. the two of you for once okay and crusher's just she just lets this kid go ever since he got on board she's just been like oh yeah picard, john luke will take care of him this is this is why you should not have been his with son him. now yeah exactly just handing off all responsibility terrible terrible characterization terrible writing uh picard's guilt is fucking ridiculous at this point yeah don't you were already guilty about giving him aromatic syndrome the fact that it's actually borg dna what does it fucking matter like the kid's gonna either be all right or not and you just be griefing yourself about it does not help anybody um and the last and stupidest thing points putting uh guards outside his room that jack can overwrite and control yeah who was that fucking stupid like who thought that was the way to do it why not just like have a force field that like maybe he can you know like he doesn't even know it's there he doesn't even need to know and then he can just be like well no we're gonna keep you here for a little bit and don't tell him there's a force field and you know whatever but physically showing him guys with big guns like that he he can take over (sighs) yeah so that is all just the way those characters fucked up that situation to create it um my my second category of hatred for this is that it doesn't make sense from a writing perspective uh why oh why did you spend eight episodes keeping jack from being captured and sent to the borg by vatic and, and then just send him to the borg by his own choice okay it, that makes no fucking sense like if you wanted to have him go to the borg then have him be captured and go to the borg that's it. I mean, you can do one or the other, but having yeah. him do this in, in 13 minutes, just under doing, undoing all the work you've done for the past eight episodes, terrible writing, terrible, just absolutely bad. Um, the only way this could have worked, in my mind, is if um, you gave him time to figure, like, okay, so <laughs> back up three seconds. Uh, a major problem is that uh, his transformation uh, happens way too fast. It's in, it's in about 13 minutes that he decides, oh, I'm I'm going to go off and fix this myself. Yeah. Is what he starts off trying to, to do. and he But he knows he's just basically delivering himself to the board. So the only way that would have worked is if you gave him time to come to the realization that he needs to go to the Borg and have us as the audience follow through that line of thinking and develop it along with him as opposed to him just saying, no, I'm going to do it myself. I'm, I'm an independent guy. I'm, I don't need no help kind of thing, which is what he did this time. Um, and that's, that's just bad. Uh, so give him give him room to do this. And that's why I think episode eight was such a linchpin and it was such a wasted opportunity to not have him understand that it's the board behind the red door uh, the at the end of episode seven. Yeah. And then last episode, episode eight, could have been the one where he spent the whole episode coming to this realization in some way form that i'm going to be yeah i'm i have I to am. go to the borg i yeah. i am who i am yeah. it's part of me or i'm going to i have to confront it um maybe it's talking with vatic and seeing things from her perspective mm-hmm. uh maybe she has a, he has a conversation with the borg queen over telepathy or something like that okay um and she's in his head kind of talking him through this process uh for the whole of episode eight yeah um while they're trying to figure out vatic yeah. give something give something Something for him to have um, time to arrive at this. Um, and so that brings me to character-wise for Jack. Jack the character, if there is such a thing, it doesn't make any sense. Um, so I know the, the the way they've tried to arrange this uh, all season is that he's an independent person who has this hedgehog dilemma mm-hmm. of like, I can't get close to people, but he wants connection. And I think, I think what they were trying to get at is that he's going to 
do both at once. He's going to try and be independent and solve the big problem. Um, but in the end, he's going to give in to his need for connection. And he's going to find that connection in the Borg. However, I don't think that works at all um, because it's not in keeping with what he has done so far, which is run away. Um, every time someone has approached him, come close, his uh, mother even, anytime he's talking with John luke and mm-hmm. these things, he just pushes people away and he runs away from his problems. Yeah. Um, so why did he not continue that? Like, why, why did he run to the bad guys when he knows that's exactly what they want. It doesn't make any sense. Like, well, he's, he's been, there were a couple of times when he wanted to give himself up to Vatic and he, he like, it's sure. been happening routinely, I, I would say. Every when of everybody episodes. was in danger and there was a thing. Sure. But this is, that's the problem. There's no danger in this moment either. He creates the danger by just going. And, yeah. and I just, it's, it's, it's just, it hurt me to watch. <laughs> um, and like, Especially because last episode in episode eight, it, as it was, as it was done, um, he had great success by working with others. Yeah. And he was finally making a connection and he'd done something as a team. He'd had this success. Yeah. And then he's just like, no, no, I'm going to go well, do it he myself. Was, he was pushed away. And that's where the characterization yeah, of the other characters is changed the, the previous characterization that he had built up. And yeah. 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 So it was a, a situation, I think, um, of plot. Absolutely. driving the yeah and it was everything. it's just so atrocious because it was so fast like this yeah. whole the whole sequence while i wa- was watching it, i was like i don't buy any of this this, this yeah. is so dumb i know exactly what they're doing they're because they've set it up in such a way that they need jack to do their nefarious plan and we know they're going to succeed in their nefarious plan so that the crew can undo it yeah and that's it and that's so it was just so why serving spend, the whole purpose. why spend all this time trying to keep him yeah safe only to deliver him anyway yeah it, yeah, he could have yeah. delivered himself with more understanding. Yeah, and, or, or and just, of his own accord. There's, just, there's millions. Of, I yeah. I personally would have had Vatic capture him and take yeah, him away. Yeah, why not? And then right? and then the the crew's on the Titan and they tro- go to Starfleet and everything else happens the exact same. It's just yeah. Vatic won. Yeah, and then you can keep Vatic as a cool villain to maybe turn against the Borgers. I don't. Anyways, um, and then my last thing for the Jack character uh, bucket of complaints that I have: Why can't he shoot the Borg? Like, that's just not explained at all. She's just like, you can't do it. And then he's like, no, he gives up and he gets assimilated. Like, what? What? Like, give me a line of dialogue even. Even if it's just like, no, biologically, we've actually implanted something in you that makes it impossible for you to shoot Borg. I mean, yeah, you inherited it from your dad, even though your dad's killed Borg. Like, just give me something. Don't Don't have Jack just give up. For no reason. What is this character? What is he doing? He's just there to serve the plot. There is no Jack character. End of story. Sorry, that was my soapbox. Uh, It's over. We will drop the time codes in the description. So uh, welcome, those who uh, have joined after that. Yes. Lindsay, my soapboxing is over. Uh, I believe you have one. So I'm I'm happy to do some listening. I do, but I'm going to leave it till the end of our our little discussion here. Because I feel like we, we can get to it organically rather than just... Dropping, dropping it in here okay i needed time to just do i know one. you uh, needed to get that off do you feel better honey oh my god so much this is part of why we do this podcast is that we can bitch about stuff and just feel better yeah yeah it helps um okay well let's go on to the transporter then which we mm-hmm. kind of mentioned before uh my big complaint about this is the big boomer energy that radiates that off this yeah that was really weird like yeah. the fact that there are that like Okay, it makes sense that there would be parietal lobe and and front prefrontal cortex development up to the age of twenty five. So that's when the for humans for humans there yes. were all sorts of other aliens. Yep. But okay. okay, yep, sure. But anyway, um, 
It makes sense that that I can I can leave that alone. But then to like make so many jokes about oh, uh, I've never been so happy to see so many wrinkles in all my life. Like people have people are dying, <laughs> Deanna. Like <laughs> I liked that joke. I thought it was. Good. I don't know. It just it just felt like it felt like it fits with the narrative that the kids are fucked and and they're all going to be zombies and and <laughs> yeah the messaging like the was a little boomers are the yeah. ones who are going to like no Save the day, yeah. no yeah you guys can't even turn on your computers <laughs> you hooked up data to, with yes, lore exactly. to the fucking computer like, you deserve come to come on right uh yeah and for me it was the uh the the history of space races who I count as McCoy and Pulaski. Space racist. Space racist. This is a, a thing, another thing from Mass Effect. There's a lot of space racists out there. Um, but, you know, the fact that they were right all along, like the transport, you don't trust them transporters. Yeah. It's messing with your DNA. And then it was like, and the, like Sean Farrick and Trek culture was like, the fact that there's like shortcuts to reassembling human beings in the computer when they transport is mm-hmm. terrifying. Like it's very ship of Theseus. <laughs> like it just, you know, yeah. like I, I really, uh, that one was, yeah, it, it it hurt a little bit. Yeah, to, that to you could it. just have your DNA changed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's rough. So, um, the, so, so you do die when you go through the transport. Uh, well, because don't it, you? Yeah, because it's not you coming back because they've changed your DNA apparently. Oh man. Yeah. So I hate that's that's it. brutal. Um, I'm a slightly smaller nitpick for me for the uh, the transporter setup thing is that how are they becoming Borg? Well, they're not. They're not. Yeah, they don't, they don't the way seem, they don't have the yeah. cybernetic implants. So yeah. this is like an evolved an evolution of the Borg. And I think it, it tracks with the evolution of the changelings to like these are yeah. these are evolved villains. These are not the same villains that we're dealing with. Because when you look at the the characters that we do get to see assimilated on the bridge of the Titan, they're like veiny skin and yeah, dark their eyes, eyes and get stuff, dark, yeah. but they don't they're not seven of nine or like Locutus of Borg. But then like are they really Borg? Well, that's I. Yeah. I think why wouldn't they be? They're they're being, because Borg are cybernetic and yeah. But there's creatures. there's obviously something that they're 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 evolving. They're making this. Are they? Because yeah. She, but when they show the queen, she's still half cybernetic. Like that's fine. I, they're. Why does I, that I, bother you? Because Borg are both. Like you, you, you can't have one without the other. No, but I think this is a new version of the uh, Borg that they're using to destroy their enemy that has bested them at every turn. I, I think in every it, other way somehow. Uh, okay, I get. I mean, I guess it's to me. I guess I could rationalize it as they're not really Borg so much as they are conduits at the end of uh, Jack's. Yeah, I would say projection, that, that projecting? makes 100% yeah. Okay, sure. Sense, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll accept that. Fine. They're they're like the the pawns for... They're, they're yeah. like the... the uh, Saruman and the orcs make the orc high, but they're not really like the same, but they're, they're not, part of the same organization. So they've been crossbreeding men with orcs. Right? Gross. So it's, it's, you know, it's the same thing. Do you get pissed off when that scene happens in Fellowship of the Ring? A little bit. No, you don't. No, I love the Uruk guy. They're badasses. Um, the thing that really hurt me about the transporters, does that mean everybody we've ever known is dead? Well, you just said, like, I know you're worried about Boimler, aren't you? Yes, Boimler. He's gone. Because Tendi. He'd be, he'd be oh a God. senior officer at yeah. this point. Well, no, he'd probably still be a lieutenant. Yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> he'd be older than 25. Yeah, he's older than 25. But you just said they they can deborgify them. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. I mean, I'm, I'm hopeful because otherwise See, this is what I mean. Dead. Because the fact that it is just a genetic code disruption yeah. that 
you know, you could just send them back through the transporter and remove that. Yeah. So. Yeah, possibly. Right? So it's not no, like, like. Yeah, they're going to deborgify them. I'm not worried about that. Yeah. I'm just worried about the ones who the the young kids have killed because, you but know, with their TikToks. With their TikToks. We have a phone. And <laughs> yes or no. <laughs> We've been watching too much too, of that. Yeah, yeah. The, too much of the congressional, congressional <laughs> hearings on TikTok. Um, but that, that's what I mean. Like those, you said earlier that they'll just assimilate. No, I know, but we haven't seen if that's actually what's happening. No, happened, I know, but right? if, if so they, like. They might be killing Boimler as we speak, Lindsay, which would just hurt. My, I mean, I'm sure Mariner's fine. She's kicking, she's ninja kicking her way out of it. But like if Tendi and Boimler are gone, like I'm going to be so hurt. And Rutherford. Rutherford's already He's already cybernetic. cybernetic. Yeah, maybe, so. maybe he'll antiviral them. I don't know. Anyways. Don't worry about it. I am. I'm going to worry until the end of next episode. Um, another negative kind of for me is the Seven and Raffi plot thread. It's just kind of dangling out there. Like they've done nothing with the two of them and their relationship all season. Do they, they need to? Well, I don't know because why are you leaving them alone on the ship then? Besides the fact that you just want the original crew on the Enterprise D. Mm, why? I think that's it. That's all. Okay. I think they've, yeah, they've that's soft just... rebooted everything. <laughs> Yeah. Which is which is part of what I'm going to get into in my rant. Yeah, yeah. It, okay. Well, Lindsay, why don't you go into the rant then? We're we're there. I'm, no, let's just keep okay. going with the negatives. <laughs> okay. Or uh, actually, since we're talking about the transporters, yeah, this might be a good time to talk about our episode sponsor. Yes, that's true. Um, thank you for that, Lindsay. Um, today's episode sponsor is Tuvix Instant Transporter Services. Ever felt like you're getting past your prime? Or maybe you're worried you'll develop an inoperable cancer. Or maybe you're feeling a bit like your personality might be disintegrating before your very eyes. Or worst of all, you've recently become physically unified with a coworker with whom you didn't particularly get along. Well, have no fear. Tuvix Instant Transporter Services are here to serve your every medical whim. All we need is one transporter pattern and the fine people at TITS can reintegrate you into perfect health. Remember that time the crew of the Enterprise-D discovered a way to de-age themselves but retain all of their memories and abilities? Yeah, we can do that. Or if a comparison of two different transport patterns at different times has revealed an alien virus that's propagating through your DNA? Yep, we can fix that one too. <laughs> Basically, you can replace the entire Starfleet medical group with a few functional transporters and a bit of data from the time you, you felt most healthy. We don't even have to get into Tits's namesake to tell you how awesome this service is. Transporters have been solving Starfleet's greatest problems for hundreds of years now, ever since writers started grappling with the ship of Theseus problem and figured they could play with it a little bit. <laughs> Simply subspace text Tits Me Now to 1701 and receive a lifetime service at any Federation-run transporter pad. Only valid for those 25 and younger. Say no to medicine. Say yes to your local transporter. Oh my god. Say no to medicine? You don't need it. You just beam yourself back with the former <laughs> pattern and you're good to go. It's, yeah. The, the, uh, I love yeah. the transporter shenanigans they got into, especially on Voyager and, and well, especially Voyager. But, um, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, it is really silly that they have never leveraged that. It's like in, uh, we haven't watched it, but Into Darkness when they uh, find well, out. Into Darkness. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But where they, they find the cure for yeah. everything in Soong's blood and then never use it again. Just like, no, well, we found a cure to everything, every possible problem. Well, because it's genetic modification, and didn't they ban that? Whatever. Whatever. Let's get back to the negatives here, Lindsay. Um, okay. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. This one. Yeah. Could someone please listen to Data and come up with a fucking plan? <laughs> please. They rushed to Earth with the Titan, had no fucking plan. They're just like, oh, we'll send a subspace warning. It's a little too late for that. Everybody knows that. How stupid can this group of ostensibly Starflight's brightest uh, ever 
ever really one of the brightest crews of all time how stupid can they be um maybe you could call the klingons maybe you know ask for some help yeah call the klingons call the romulans call the vulcans call anybody in the galaxy call the fucking dominion and say come clean up your mess okay you got loose (laughs) guys over here do something uh you know maybe go find jack you know have some sort of plan but they at the end of the episode they're just like just so you can yeah just so you can sit say engage it's like maybe maybe they'll start next episode with them in the boardroom That'd be pretty cool, actually. And they, they, they'll hatch a plan at the start of the episode or something like that. But yeah. right now, it feels like they're just rushing into the problem yeah. every single time. Fail up. It's worked for them in the past. <sighs> it hurts so much. Uh, that one really bothered me. Did it bother you while we were watching? Yeah, it did. Okay, good. It did. Wasn't I'm just not as I read it. I'm, I'm kind of interested. And, and I'm liking this new Aiden, who's just like yelling the whole time. <sighs> I'm sorry. This was like a good episode, and you're just yelling. Like, it was... The, the last five minutes were good. Everything else was shit. <laughs> it wasn't I, all shit. No, no, it wasn't all shit, but it was, it, there was enough. Um, yeah. So uh, another one, I, and I, I did mention this already, but what are the changelings getting out of this? Like, th- I know Vatic was like, just, she just wanted revenge, but is that really all of it is? Like, and are they not worried that the Borg would just then assimilate them after everything's done? Like, yeah. the Borg don't take prisoners. They don't make alliances. They, they well, just assimilate. Well, I guess we'll find out. We so. don't know. There's one episode left, and I think that's going to come up, so. Okay. That's, you is that your prediction? Said, that, no. Oh, okay. No. Maybe it is Maybe. now, okay. but, <laughs> you know, you were the one who said. Yeah. There, there's there's, there's coffee left. in that nebula. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. So. Uh, another one for me, uh, the the cliffhanger of this season, like the episode nine, is very similar to episode nine of season one of Picard, mm-hmm. um, where they've they've built it decently to get to this point. Um, but I feel like there's no way the resolution is going to be anything but pretty silly. Yeah. Because they have not set up any way for our heroes to win, except for Picard. Well, yeah, okay, yeah, fair. They could, there could be something that they've, they've set in motion earlier, but right now it doesn't feel like it. It's going to be like Picard appealing to Jack by telepathy or something, and Jack's going to have to overpower the, there's going to be a mind battle between Jack and the the Borg Queen, and that's how it's going to win. And it's like, that doesn't feel earned. That's not, that's not, I don't know. I just, it's one of those things where it's like, I don't feel like they've really set it up to do well. Even like compared to like the best of both worlds, Lindsay, like you're saying, like they had this great cliffhanger of like, we think we've already won the battle. And then it kind of, it also fell off a cliff actually season four, episode one of TNG. Yes. Yeah. But anyways, yeah, I'm, I'm just worried about that. I I feel like that's going to be very similar to, uh, yeah, just hijacking Soon's body or data did something. I don't remember how season one ended. So another complaint, um, and then, Lindsay, this was a small one for me, but I think it I think it mattered more to you a little bit. Yeah. Um, Beverly's line about the Borg not having been seen in 10 years or something like that. When I watched it, I was like, oh, Beverly's out to lunch. Like, nobody... Like, she's been hiding for 20 years. Of course, she doesn't know anything about what's happened with the Borg recently. But nobody corrected her. And See, it was just this like... Is, this, yeah. is, this is where I'm going to jump on my soapbox. Okay. Because Lindsay, take it away. I think I'm kind of disappointed in the way that season three has just largely ignored the plot points and characterization that we got in season one and season two of Picard. Yeah. It's the same show, but they've completely, with the exception of Picard's like body and his cybernetic self, ignored a lot of what happened in season one and two. And that bothers me. Even though I didn't love season one and two, it's still canon it's part of the show it's what happened and and to soft reboot it by by having beverly like ignore the fact that 
you know, for the last six years or something, that's exactly what Picard has been doing is dealing with the Borg. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't know what they were, what they were thinking. It, it, it feels to me like the pushback that Picard got in season one and season two made the writer's room so jittery mm-hmm. that they just distanced themselves so far that I've got whiplash. Yeah. Like, it, they took the easy way out. They they bowed down to pressure from fans to give them exactly what they wanted. And yeah, it was great. Like, I loved seeing the crew on the Bridge of the Enterprise D. That was totally cool. Was it earned? I don't know. But it was fun. And I yeah. liked it. And I, I it's going to be one of those standout moments for me on like a selfish. Yeah, it's I am the FBI. Visual of, level. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Right. 100%. But what I would have really liked to see is a group of talented writers actually try and make season one and two fit with what they did here. That would have been challenging. It might have led to some interesting uh, scenarios. If you've got a sympathetic Borg that are are working through shit, if you had, um, I don't know... What were the the like the, the Romulans doing their thing in season one? Yeah. Like like they're just it just seems like such a wasted opportunity, and and it it bothers me that that all the crybaby whining that people did about season one and two actually changed the narrative. Yeah, and I hate that. Yeah, because well, but th- here's the thing though. They finished filming season three before season two had finished airing. Remember, because they were they they'd. Uh, I remember tweets were coming out from Jerry yeah. Ryan and stuff saying wrapped up season three and yeah. season two was still airing. Yeah. So I'm not sure exactly how much of that is. I get it. The case, but but they still were very divorced from yeah. each other. Yeah. And that and yeah. I I don't know exactly why that decision was made. And the only thing I can think of is that they they wanted this kind of. Yeah, they wanted to do. Yeah, they wanted to do Star Trek season eight, TNG season eight, and they just didn't want to deal with the fact that there were already two seasons of Picard in that book. And and I just feel like that was like I liked this season, but it felt like a cop out. Yeah, okay. And I'm and I'm bothered by that. And Beverly's line, like I I was kind of okay with it up until then, but then it felt like okay, now you're having the characters do what you wanted, like you're using the characters to telegraph exactly what you want us to know. Yeah. That that season one and two did not happen. Yeah, basically. yeah, yeah. It felt like it. Yeah, yeah. And that I I suffered through season one and two. I want it to mean something, and you've just erased that. Yeah. And I'm not like gonna pitch a fit and be mad about it the way that the little whiny bitchy babies did about <laughs> season one and two of Picard, or about Discovery or whatever they want to be mad about. Um, but it just, as a writer, it bothered me. As a fan, it bothered me. I really wish that there had been some kind of effort to merge them together better. And there's one episode left, and I don't know if that's going to, if anything is going to come yeah. out of that. Yeah, but I don't know. No. That's my that's my mini soapbox. Okay. No, and that's Fairlands. I, I, I agree. I, I don't mind because I hated those seasons so much. But, <laughs> but I, I agree. I think it is kind of a, a cop-out that they did not address anything that was raised i mean you had laris in that one ep- one scene in episode yep. one that was it raffian yep. seven's relationship non-existent data has cybernetic children and yeah. you don't think that this newly reintegrated feeling data, data would want to but no it's to? now not even like never happened it never happened that's yeah. what it feels like yeah and i and i feel like that's 
yeah, just, uh, I don't want to say it's an unforgivable sin, but I'm not happy about it. Yeah, it's not a positive by no, any means. No, they took the easy way out. Damn it, Bones, you're a doctor. You know that pain and guilt can't be taken away with a wave of a magic wand. They're the things we carry with us, the things that make us who we are. If we lose them, we lose ourselves. I don't want my pain taken away. I need my pain. Cyber. You want to get into our predictions, Aiden? Yeah. Uh, let's do the Bix, Redix, Predix. I, I just like saying it. And we're not going to be saying it very much more anymore because we're not going to be talking about predictions for season five of TNG, for instance. No, I don't think we need to predict anything. No, because I think we'll uh, we'll pretty much know. So, yeah. Lindsay, why don't you go first? Give, me, sure. give us your give us your fake prediction because I saw it on my notes in the notes here, and I'm like, oh wow, that would be amazing. Yeah, uh, it was all a dream. <laughs> you know, let's go super cliche and let's just have this be like Picard waking up after being. Uh, deborgified as Locutus back in season four. Yeah. And all of this, he's like, and you were there. <laughs> and we had a child. And Data and Lore became one. And they're all like, wow, Captain. Give him another hypospray doc. Right? He's, he's, he's crazy. He's gone nuts. Okay, so that's your that's your more ridiculous prediction. Yep. What's your less r- predic- ridiculous, more, I, more ridiculous? I totally think you're right that Jack is going to overtake the Borg Queen somehow and reverse the damage, restore everything to normal. Yeah. He's going to use the... What would be great is if it's acknowledged that this is the good shit that my mom gave me is going to fix everything (laughs) rather than it only being about what Picard, the dad I found out about three days ago, gave me. If it's like my mom gave me the best stuff and um, that's what I'm going to use to restore balance to the force. Yeah. Okay. I. Yeah. I think that everything except for... Beverly having anything positive to do because no, the I would like to see cannot that. do it. I, no, but I think no, I would I'm, like to see that. And I'm that. saying that would happen. No, yeah, exactly. I, I agree with you, but it won't happen. Um, Lindsay, my more ridiculous one is that nobody's going to die. Everybody who's coming, who died already is going to come back to life. And Janeway is not a changeling. So <laughs> You're reversing. I'm reversing all my predictions. She's a Borg I, instead. <laughs> <laughs> Borg. she's already been a Borg a couple times I think yeah, so well. uh, yeah that's just terrible. that was also okay sorry just to interrupt yeah because they mentioned that that Borg yeah XBs yeah can have this thing but 7 of 9 didn't really seem to have it I think it was literally they just gave it to Locutus because he was going to be special and Tuvok and Bolana were all, all simulated yeah. Borg in that one episode of Voyager yeah. and then Bolana had a kid yeah so yeah. So like, yeah. did is she the same as Jack? Good question. That'd be one hell of a way to loop in Voyager in the last yeah. episode. If it's like yeah. Tom Paris and Bellana Torres's kid yeah. is like also Borgified, but yeah. helping Jack. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Whatever. That'd be that'd be a reach. What's probably. your real prediction? Um, so I think the humans at Starfleet Academy and Starfleet headquarters will save the day, namely Admiral Janeway. And Chief Miles O'Brien, who's okay. the head of Starfleet Academy at this yeah, point, yeah. Uh, he will devise some sort of transporter fix in about six seconds and deborgify pretty much all of Starfleet <laughs> within a you know yeah. a few minutes. He's going to found the Tuvix Instant Transporter Service. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, he's already done it mm-hmm. a million times, right? How many times has O'Brien saved the day with the, t- the transporter? This is how O'Brien was able to keep his sanity the whole time. He's just been running himself through a transporter and like fixing himself all the time and just keeping it to himself. I mean, yeah, because after he went through that thing where he was tortured for 25 right? years prison like, or whatever. How do you like, go about with a smile on your face at all? Yeah. Well, you just run yourself through the... Back through the thing. You know, fix 
fix yourself. It's also when he found out that he had a twin or a clone mm. that was trying to kill himself or something. I don't remember that episode very yeah, well. But no, yeah. he did, didn't he? He and did. That the, the clone died. No, no, the clone died. No, I think I and think OG O'Brien died, and the clone is is now the one the that's real, no. Yeah. You're thinking of Harry Kim, who came from yeah. The I think other that universe. also happened in Harry Kim. With Harry Kim. <laughs> okay. Either way, Chief O'Brien and Janeway are going to save the day. I like that. Yeah. I like that. It's called being a captain. No, it's called being a dick. Bix log, stardate 7818984. The unthinkable has happened yet again. All of Starfleet has been taken over in a galaxy-spanning conspiracy that has resulted in the death of every senior officer everywhere. Well, except for Commander Lindsay and I, who are on a very convenient bit of shore leave on Ryza. Mid-Jamaharon, we received word that everyone over the age of 25 on every single Starfleet ship has been killed, and everyone under that age has been turned into the Borg. Of course, we know this will definitely buff out in the end, so the Commander and I are already putting in place the plans for the new Starfleet to come. Namely, we have looked into who shall be in senior leadership posts on the next Starfleet flagship. After a brief discussion, we decided that, as per the small galaxy regulations strictly in effect these days, only those children of former flagship bridge officers will be allowed to serve as bridge officers on the next generation flagship. So the only thing left to decide is which kid goes to which post. So, Lance, which kid of an Enterprise D officer uh, would perform which function? As per the small galaxy regulations. Absolutely. That. <laughs> that's that's how it has to be now. So, Well, um, I think we would have to say, um, I mean, Jack has done an okay job. I think he could lead a crew. Is he captain material? I don't think so. Yeah. I think he's too impulsive still. I think he's more of a like a Riker figure. Okay. So I think I could see Jack Crusher filling like a number one sure. post. Sure, fair. Um I think we'd have to put Sydney LaForge um in at, at the helm. The helm. Okay. She did a pretty good job. Yeah, yeah. She's she's yeah. fine. Yep. Um uh, Alexander because, you know, I don't know if he's in Starfleet or not, but they would recruit him because times are desperate times, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think he would just fill his father's position security. as security. Yeah, chief yeah. of security. Okay. Um, Alondra would go in to be the engineer, the engineer chief engineer. Yeah, um, I can see that. I think Kestra has a good enough, um, a much better sense of, not only like empathy, but there's a playfulness to her. Granted, we've only seen her when she was like 12 years old, but yeah, I think she'd make a good children. ship's counselor. Okay. I think she'd manage. Okay. Um, and then obviously you'd have Soji or or yeah. Asha or whatever. One of the would soon be the, kids. Yeah. yeah. Soji doll. So Soji. Soji well, or doll. And which one died? I don't remember. But the one who survived. Yeah. The the one who survived would be that would feel like the the like chief science officer the the smart but yeah. also would pitch in with like you know helping destroy the threats to the bridge because Alexander's probably not going to be as good yeah. just like Dad yeah yeah he take um, over his dad get, which get leaves with. the captain's chair wide open mm-hmm. and I think there's only one person who can fill that role and that's Wesley Crusher mm-hmm. as captain 
Um, we also don't have a chief medical officer, but that could also be yeah. Jack. Like Jack could yeah, fill yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. you know, he'd be number one, but also chief medical officer, and would just like be yeah. Bouncing he, back he's and forth. obviously can do it all. We've yeah. seen that this season, yeah. right? Yeah, except so. captain the ship. So it'd be brothers, <laughs> half brothers. Okay, I captain like that. the ship. I like that. Which would be weird for Wesley because he's like you're named after my dad, but he's not your dad. <laughs> So, Mom, you've got some explaining to do. <laughs> it would be very awkward. <laughs> okay, no, that's that's good. Um, I have some slight tweaks. Okay. I agree. Um, I think, actually, Wesley's back at the helm. Oh, okay. All right. Sydney is captain. Really? She's shown, she's shown she's got it. I think I think of all of them, she's the one who gets it the best. She mm-hmm. understands what Starfleet is. That speech where she stood up to her dad. Okay. Best of the whole thing. Okay. Jack serves double duty as... On my bridge. Yeah, yeah, Mm -hmm. as with yours. uh, But both in the medical profession. So he's actually going to be a counselor. Because after this, Lindsay, he's got some serious soul surgery to do. I think he goes back, gets a degree in psychology to understand himself. And he's like, well, I need a job. And realize where Deanna Troy went wrong. Yeah. And then he's going to become that. So he's on the bridge. He's at the left-hand side. Mm -hmm. Number one, I, uh, oh, who's I going to put in there? Uh, No, it wasn't going to be Alexander. Alexander was also security. Yeah. Uh, Ivana, what's her name? The Jordy's other daughter? Alondra. Alondra. You know me and names. Engineering. Agreed. Wholeheartedly. Um, Science officer. I actually have the uh, daughter of Tasha Yar and Data. Oh. Yeah. Because. Non-existent, but okay. But you know they boint. Yeah, but. They boint and they've made a baby in my mind. Okay. She's the science officer. (laughs) Um, And I guess you could have Soji or whoever as. is a stand-in, I guess, if you mm, wanted to have mm-hmm. someone who was actually there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so uh, who's my number one? Oh, I forgot now. Who's left? Kestra? Yes, Kestra was going to be number one. I okay. thought she would, yeah, she'd fill in good for her father. Yeah. Okay, So, so right. there you have it. So, uh, yeah. Cool. I think th- I think that's pretty good. I think either crew would work. Yeah. I like mine more, obviously. I think- Terry Metalis, if you're looking for writers <laughs> to, to fill out the Star Trek Legacy Enterprise G, maybe- <laughs> Uh, just give us a call. Yeah. Send us, drop us a note on the podcast. Well, I mean, I think, I think they want Shaw and Seven. Maybe Seven can be captain now. No, <laughs> She'll well, be the yeah, one yeah. and then all the kids will take over the rest. But no, that, as per regulations, it's only, yes. only the kids. It has to be. Yeah. The yeah. next, next generation. Yeah. So, Lindsay, next episode's the last, last one. Last one. Oh, I am, despite... How much I ragged on this episode. You really did. Like I'm I'm wondering it about just, your that ability first thirteen to... minutes just hurt so much. Because it just undid everything and it was just it was just silly. It was just it was just bad all around. Hmm. Um but despite all that, I am excited for the last episode. I wanna see our heroes again achieve what they always achieve which is solving all the problems of the galaxy um with a lot of you know maybe a little bit of humor along the way Um, uh the next episode is called the last generation which gives me a little bit of uh little heart palpitations on the little unless they're referring to the previous generation being completely wiped out yeah probably like boimler oh my boims That sounds like a like a disease. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, my hemorrhoids, <laughs> my poems. <laughs> it's true. That's pretty much what I intended too. Um, so yeah, thank you, listeners, for coming here. Uh, hopefully, you listen to my soapbox because I think that was the highlight of the episode for me. <laughs> uh, and uh, we are looking forward to the next one, and we hope you'll join us for that as well. Um, well, I'll try and be more positive next week. No, you won't. No promises. Um, but we'll see how it ends up. 
I say this to everybody except for Aiden because he's lying pony when he says he's going to be positive. What? Live long and prosper. <laughs> not you. Ouch. Not you. I don't deserve it. No, you don't. Yeah. Yeah, you do. Okay, I take it back. She looks so sad. You can find all our episodes on Spotify, Podbean, Apple Podcasts, and iTunes, or wherever you get your podcast fix. We love to talk Star Trek with our fellow nerds, and would love to hear from you if you have thoughts or ideas about any of our discussions or the topics we've brought up. You can reach out to us on Twitter, that's at TheBixPod, or by email at TheBixPod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Beam us up, Scotty.